Oh shit! Look at look at how they do you. Look at how they do you. Sorry. Here, let's let's get this started the right way. Hold on. You know. Uh, hold on. Now it makes me look like the amateur, right? Uh, you might notice something change of location wise. Hold on. Stigmata. 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 Here we go. We don't make the $30 million like name. Oh, and on cue. As you see, it I've changed location in the studio. I'll explain why later. Can you hear me? I don't know if you can. I'm not getting any, any uh, anything here. Let's see. You can. Perfect. Sorry. You are now about to witness the awesome crushing might of Eunice Robinson. Show Shama! The deaf cat doesn't care about that. Welcome, my friends, to a very disorganized show that never ends. This is the... One, oh, one, oh, three. No, if I'm in Europe, it's one, oh, three. I'll be your host, Eugene S. Robinson, with the most screwed up. It's not my fault. Look what you made me do. I'm going to blame it on uh, YouTube Studio. But uh, first, Stigmata will sing the music that gets us in. Every single show since 2007. Song is called Intro All of Nothing. The record is called Calling of the Just. Still available from Revelation Records in Huntington, California, where they shoot you to death in the nightclubs and or hit your car with a hammer. Revelation Records, use the little magnifying glass, type in Stigmata, Calling of the Just. Yeah, Calling of the Just. I, I say that one because they have other records. But the other records are put out by white supremacists. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. That's connected to South Carolina. But listen, listen well. I'm on my way back to nowhere. I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back in full, always nothing. Well, my friends, I, I'm glad y'all made it despite the many screw-ups and, and fuck-ups getting in the show. I am in a new location. You might notice that. Uh, this is the location that I used to use, because, but it was too far from the, uh, from the router. And so, like, you know, like, you know, some I, I was working with this guy. Well, actually, it was a guy. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it was a guy who produced Led Zeppelin, Ethan Johns. He would come into the studio, turn the computer on as they moved to Pro Tools, and he would say, "Let the tubes warm up a bit." <laughs> he 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 hadn't really made the journey from analog to digital quite as comfortably. So in my belief that sitting closer to the router would change things, I went to the cat piss stained couch. Now, if you follow me on the Twitter machine, you'll know that that, couch, uh, that uh, cat stained uh, couch is no more. It cost $100, so it's not that big of a deal. It used to be in the guest room. I could put it there. I could sit and waft cat piss smell wafting up. The shed is complete. And that's why uh, if you follow me on Twitter, You'll see uh, those of y'all who want the Skull Game shirts. The offer I made still stands. The cat was getting a tattoo. Wore a Skull Game shirt with pride. Uh, Matty W. wants one of the choke ones. I got them. They're in the storage unit. But more importantly, that room that used to be the room that featured the show close to the router, it will now be the nursery. For nursery, Eugene, for what? For our new offspring. Mm. Another member of the team joining in August. 
All right. So in actual fact, I'm going to have uh, have them move the router out of that uh, room because I don't want the brain waves going to the baby's brain. Uh, um, so we're going to make some changes. The cat piss couch had to go. And actually, I put up the, the me in the kayak because that was a series I did uh, at Ozzy called Crime All the Time, which you can still watch if they haven't shit canned all my good work like they sometimes do. And it was, uh, I was going to mafia dump sites where the Gemini twins um, who were killing at the Gemini club in uh, East New York, where they would dump bodies. Uh, not Well, to be more specific, they would dump body parts. But before I get into all of that, I'm just trying to tell you why I left the room. Before I get into all that, let's get the commercials out of the way. Yes, I haven't put the last two or three shows up on Patreon, and I guess it doesn't charge you until I do. I'll do it right after I do the show so you can charge. I have no idea what the numbers were like for February, whether it's up or down, but it's probably March has started. And with it, like, like any other horrible sales job, the clock starts again. If you could see the laptop I do the show, it's not your responsibility, but the bottom is not attached by anything other than gravity. Wicked, wicked gravity. So if things work right, I figured out how much I have to put aside and I get the laptop cheap because I still have friends who work at Apple and they get you the Q, Q promo. I get a Q promo. But I don't want to do it because the others, they, they, they don't have the, the disk drive. And I like, I got old DVDs I like watching. Well, I also have old VHS that I like watching, the old Russ Meyer shit that I can't, oh, I know where you can transfer. Yeah, you know, those things are unreliable. Anyway, anyway this is V103. So go to pinko95014 at yahoo.com. If you just don't want, you don't want to screw around. You just go straight to PayPal. Tax time of year. I know it's tough for some of you. You know, Brian San Diego. I know it's tough. Do whatever. You got. You got to deal with the dead X. I know. Or you can go to patreoncom slash, patreoncom slash the Stomper, and that's it for the commercials. So, hey, uh, Mayor Pete, you heard any good jokes lately? Mayor Pete is, yeah, taxes. I don't need your stinking taxes. Um, <laughs> Mayor Pete, you hear any, any good jokes lately? You know when Mayor Pete was finished, when he looked out into the audience and said, in answer to a, 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 young, a, a young charge, a, a young person in the audience asked a question, and he looked at the kid in deep earnestness. He goes, hey, if there was a pill that I could take, to make me not gay, I would have taken it. And right at that moment, he catches his husband's eye. Chaston is his name. And he starts backpedaling. But of course, I wouldn't have met Chaston. I imagine that ride home from that was a little fucking chilly. And I imagine the conversation that ensued once they got home was like, this is turning you into an asshole. To which I would say, turning. <laughs> You know, the laws of thermodynamics will say that the energy is neither created nor destroyed, but I'm going to do one better. I'm going to say it doesn't really change much either. To wit, the pork chop preacher brigade came out in full force for, for Joey Biden, Joey B in South Carolina, Clyburn lined up. I call them pork chop preachers because all of these cats. You know, my mother lives in Harlem. She goes, I've seen a succession. Who's that? Charlie Wrangle. Charlie Wrangle's got homes in the Bahamas. I don't. Charlie Wrangle has homes in Harlem. I don't. My mother lives in an apartment. Today is her birthday, by the way. I haven't seen Al Sharpton's latest digs, but, you know, it's not so much, and this segues perfectly into the oopsie, it's not so much that people sell out, but it's that they sell out for so fucking cheap. You know, if you if you were to listen to Oxbow's record, Thin Black Duke, uh, uh, there's a line in it, of course, that I wrote. And the line is, nobody does what they did for the money anyway. If I came to you and said, hey, I want you to, uh, to kill this guy who's... Uh, was putting up shit about my grandson online. I don't, you know, look, I don't want you to go out. Look, I, I'll give you a thousand dollars. 
Like, nah, I owe you, you know, I, 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 I could get in trouble. I'll give you $50,000. Um, well, uh, how would I? I'll give you $100,000. Uh, you know what? That guy's a piece of shit. That's enough for a legal defense fund. I mean, it's all, you know, there's that whole, what was that movie with Robert Redford? Come on, help me out here. Uh, Indecent Proposal. Indecent Proposal, which is a cynical premise that everybody has got a price. But everybody doesn't have a price. When I went to Japan with Oxbow, this very earnest young journalist decided to ask me what she thought was like a punk rock question. She goes, you, you, Oxford would, would never sell out, would you? Uh-huh. And I was like, no, no, I haven't. But I, I, got, I got everybody on it, which is y'all and, and four other people, as well as my daughter. It's like the, the Navy SEAL response team. Second she gets it, she gets it to me. We'll find out. So, so, um, um, what was I talking about? I forgot now. Sorry, Stacy. I, I, I got, oh, 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 so indecent, indecent proposal. So, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, before we go to a hundred, we go to a thousand, we go to 50,000, we go to a hundred thousand. Money is not, is not motivating. And last week we talked about this when I, or did I, was it another show when I talked about Andy Grove? who had been the CEO at Intel and actually ended up being a good friend of mine, escaped from the Nazis in Hungary when he was a kid, ended up in New York as a cab driver, and uh, uh, decided, had some, went back to Hungary, had some, a hard time as a journalist because it's gr- shades of gray. Said, screw it, I'm going to become an engineer because you can't, two plus two, always four, not going not gonna to screw around. And so he, 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 that's how he went into science, came out, you know, you know, you can't down on Chile, let me on my little show, but he started grading. He knew something was going on. A real journalist was doing uh, Intel's corporate publication, came to my desk, was shocked that it was me, and started grading the issues, and we became friendly that way. My bass player used to date his daughter. That had nothing to do with it. I didn't bring that out until later. But he was the one who told me, and of course, I think I did talk about it in last week's show, that money is not why people do things. It's not what, what makes them happy. Capacity issues. Capacity issues. So if if Clyburn has a nice, yeah, his name is Bob Riley. Feel free. He now looks like Shrek with a tattoo on his head, but uh, Bob Riley uh, would be happy to be voted. So Clyburn, I don't know what Clyburn's house is. I know what Nancy Pelosi's house is, looks like, and it's resplendent. And look, you know, you know what? I, I, this is, sounds out of character, but I'm not going to hate on people for being rich. That's the indication. I remember, who was that cat? The other, uh, 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 who was the, the comedian woman who, who uh, the blonde one was always play, who's in real life fat and funny, but then she's always playing fat, funny. Schumer. So Chuck Schumer represents my Brooklyn district. And I remember being in high school and him desperate, nervous, and trembling out by the subway, handing out flyers. Would you vote for me? Would you vote for me? Would you vote for me? I got you. I bet you he's not standing out on um, on Prospect Park. Uh, uh, what was that street? I think it was called Prospect Park, right by the, in front of the subway. It used to be the D train. I bet he's not standing out there anymore. I don't blame it. I, look, it's a great for profit operation running the government. I, I understand that. And the military to a certain extent in America as well. You know, Elon Musk said, you know, hey, uh, uh, we don't need another F- F-35. And I, I paused. From my time at Defense Electronics Magazine in the 80s, that was an F-15, F-15. We're up to F-35? And we didn't use a single one of these in the mid- in Middle East? So what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, you know, Clyburn might have, he might have the interest of, of his constituents at heart. Lindsey Graham might have the interest of his constituents at heart because he's married to his job. You know, and I'm being, I'm being nonpartisan here. 
These people might have the interests of their constituents at heart, but the constituent that they most have at heart is them. And I'm not going to shake their hustle. It's just not my way. So this earnest Japanese journalist said, Oxbow's selling out, Oxbow's selling out. And I said, the second you get some paper in front of me, yeah, Prospect Park West. Yeah, good for you. The minute you get a piece of paper in front of me, I'm selling out. You know why? Because my shtick is unselloutable. If somebody says, hey, we want to put Oxbow in a TV commercial, go ahead. They say, hey, Eugene, we want you to do a variety show. Go ahead. They brought somebody in. They brought somebody in at Ozzy from NPR. Nice, nice lady. I really liked her. They helped me with what eventually became Ozzy Confidential. And I was remembering, remembering a line that Bob Dylan spoke in uh, Don't Look Back. Uh, and he's like jousting with these journalists. And he says, hey, you know what? I could sing better than Caruso if I wanted to. I just don't want to. And he was making a joke. I mean, or a point. He probably, Bob Dylan or Robert Zimmerman, probably can't really sing better than Caruso. But the point is, he would never want to. Can God make a rock that he can't lift? Oh, well, you know what? Making a rock that you can't lift is perfectly illogical, and God would be a perfectly logical being. So this is something he would never even try to do. So take your fucking philosophy 101 and jam it up your ass. You can set, you can you can get Oxbow, you can, what you can get somebody uh, who is a, a longtime media observer and journalist approached me in, in a side channel and said, "Would you ever think about taking one of these shows?" And I think he was specifically talking about if the shoes fit, if I did it, care don't care, uh, or the showstopper, and and going mainstream with it. Pause. Of course, you would have to give you know, not flip people off as much and say fuck as much. Your constituents, you are my constituents. But I do this show under the proviso that you, I believe, want me to do the show as I've done the show. Unselloutable. Anybody coming to Oxbow is not going to ask me to sing like Caruso. Despite the fact that I, I probably couldn't do that. So if, if you, listen, it crazier things have happened. Now, I have friends in that band, Turbo Negro. And they got $250,000 from uh, Levi's. Denim jackets, denim hats, the whole outfit. When I went to Levi's ago, if they sponsor Turbo Negro, why not? If Oxbow has to dress up like gay sailors, we will dress up like gay sailors for $250,000. Indecent proposal, my ass. I need the money. Ask Cobra. That's right. That's their record. One of their records. So I contact, I find the guy at, at, at Levi's who, as luck would have it, is a huge Oxbow fan. And he's like, oh, I wish you could have gotten a hold of me earlier. I go, what? What? I got a hold of you now. He goes, ah, yeah, but my last day is Tuesday. <laughs> I'm out there trying to sell out. So imagine my surprise when the Twitter machine lights up and one of you is telling me, Eugene, you're on the promo for the, for the Israel fight with Yo Romero. And I was like, oh, really? Just on a clip thing, huh? Because are you really? Are you sure? No, 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 no. Like, your opinionating is there. Could MMA Journalist of the Year be far behind? Well, how many more times are they going to give it to Access Ariel? Come on. So I have to go. I don't think he'll mind. I have to go. Uh, Archer put it up. I, I don't admit. No, that's not it. Hold on. That's. Uh, the table would be nice, but it's too late. Sorry. Um, hold on. I'm in the wrong section here. Oh, man. I, I'm so hungry. I'm, I'm woozy. I'll tell you a harp. Oh, here we go. 
right now, Eugene. Check it out. You see that? <laughs> he's a stylist. He's un he's got a convincing. But you know, because this show works like a raga, that was actually part of something else I had said. I said people will say he's a stylist, he's not anything more. That was not actually not an opinion that I ever shared about the guy. But I like that. So what does that what does that mean to you? And you know, it wouldn't be the showstopper if I didn't like what is that line from Reservoir Dogs? Before we all start sucking each other's dicks, we talk about what this means. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's ha it's a happy moment to be recognized if they're not going to give the MMA Journalist a Year thing. But what does this mean? What are the deeper ramifications of what this means? What could it mean? Now, uh, could what, what? I mean, don't tell me you didn't think about this. This is tri-level chest. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. That's exactly where you should look at it. A real good look at it. A real good look at its face. So now, now, now let's analyze. Analyze. Okay, who brings together? Who puts together the video packages? Well, there's probably like when Jennifer Wank, when I was meeting with them. Jennifer Wank was in marketing at a marketing. She probably refer. She's no longer there. And Zinkin, Zinkin Entertainment are the agents that handle most of the, the upper level pro fighters at the UFC. I was trying to remember them two shows ago. I just remembered it now. But all right, so so uh, Wank is there, and she probably reports to the bald one. And then there there's a probably dotted line to a video production team, and they're putting together this package. Now, this is where weird discontinuities happen all the time. And the video editor is like taking little parts of the package and I want something just like I do with stories. It's PR, but it's got to be clever PR because it's got to make you watch. Right? It's got to make you watch. So you can't, it can't just be, oh, oh, ass kissing, ass kissing, ass kissing. Kissing ass, kissing ass, kissing ass, done. No, you know, it's got to have some grit. You set forth a proposition. Somebody counters that proposition. You have a conclusion to the proposition. And what hangs in the air? What hangs in the air is where does it go from here? Does it go? <laughs> so somebody's making these decisions. And they probably have a, a like a mood board where they have, okay, this is, and then they start editing. I don't know whether they're using Adobe Premiere or After Effects. I don't know what they're using to edit. So let's assume, like in that TV show Archer, where there's a black super spy who's muscly and does martial arts and wears a, a, a Star of David. Now, that person who creates that show could say, well, I got that from Sammy Davis. Sammy Davis was neither large, nor big, nor a super spy, and didn't wear a Star David of the size of the character on the show. That's all right. I'm not complaining. But like when they interviewed Metallica on MTV and said, where did you get the idea to work with Marion Faithful? That seems so out of left field. A little bit of love. We got it from this band Oxbow. This is a corollary to, to selling out. That was selling out. It wouldn't have been much for you to say, ah, you know, we lifted from this little band Oxbow. Shout out would have helped us quite a bit. Serenade in Red was that hardest, hardest to find Oxbow record of all the seven or eight Oxbow records, or ten Oxbow records. I don't know. No, because we have others that are EPs and special releases, so it's more than just seven or eight. So, so it would have helped. Because when you sell out, it's when these are the ladder pullers. When you create the illusion that you got up there by dint of your skills and powers and nobody else helped you. And this is fundamentally what fucks me off about all these politicians. You got that house. You got that expensive car. 
You got that guard by tricking me. Where does a buck stop? Harry S. Truman, famous racist and former American president, want to know. You know, and I, I'm not joking when I say he was a racist. My favorite Harry S. Truman quote is, I'll trust any man as long as he's not a nigger, a chink, or a kike. Harry S. Truman, folks, even though uh, my all-time favorite presidential quote was Ulysses S. Grant, who said, I've been fucked and I can feel it. I feel you, bro. Been there. So, uh -huh. so Clyburn, whoever, they are, they're all in for Joey B. The stuttering, muttering prick Joey B who hit on my wife. I'd actually like put, put my hands in there. Hey, my friend. Or unless you're a swinger. Bring your wife over here, my friend. We can, we can talk. So he's in. He's I got a constituency of one. And in my wake, if it happens to benefit you, it, the, the subtitle, subtext of this all is, how is Clyburn different from me? He gets paid to back Biden. He backs Biden. He takes the pay from backing Biden and puts it into his district, his constituents, his pockets. So he can keep trying to help. Emphasis on the word trying. Lindsey Graham is trying to help. Yoda says it best, you do or you don't. There's no try. Sell out. I promise I deliver. And the, the necessary credo, I put money in the pockets of my friends. Now, if my constituency is larger than just me, now we got something. Now we got something. You realize, do you realize that my constituent, this is a house that Punk Rock built where I'm sitting right now. The wood for the front fence, all free. Came from a woman who said I saved her life when I played a show at her house when she was suicidal and a teenager. She now worked for one of the biggest construction companies in California. When they found out, I was, got it for me for free. Josh Bennett. Uh, 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 actually, I'm not going to tell that story. Uh, J-Law. How about that? Those of you who know, former professional uh, uh, MMA fighter, got me the clutch for my car, my Chevy. The deck in the back, punk rockers. Built it. Hire these guys. I'd rather give money to my friends than not. But somehow this is a black hole, black hole of, of politics. And all you have to do once they put that money in your pocket, is just look the other way. It's the easiest money you ever make. If you can live with yourself. So while they're putting that the 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 the, the we are putting me in, in in the in the promo. I start to wonder how that happened. Now I'm imagining, much like Archer, the TV show, and other time other lifts that lead me somehow to a certain extent to believe that my mind is being read by image projection, image projectors, the witches in Hollywood. I think something else is happening. I think some low-level cat who, who edits digs digs on the show. He goes, oh, yeah, I remember what that guy said. He said when he was going on, because you would actually, how many shows, if you tally these shows, which uh, uh, knuckle up, you got a lot of shows. But he found this one, and he put it in there. And whoever's the head of marketing listened to it and, and said, it's great. Change some levels to this, to that. Had to be signed off by who? By, I don't know, maybe, maybe the bald one. Had to be signed off. Somebody signed it off. Why? Why? He saw what you saw. Why? I know in general, oh, that, that's a corollary to the, to the poster falling because the wife took the little, took a Roma Raiders table that I was using. She offered to give it back mid-show, but I didn't want to ruin the flow. 
So I know he, he's had his problems. He's had his problems with uh, with uh, bloody elbow, and it listed me as a bloody elbow guy. But this show is not a bloody elbow show. There have been MMA affiliated cats in the fight book. Petey Walsh, striking coach on one early seasons of The Ultimate Fighter, was in the book. Big John McCarthy got the book as a gift from Loretta Hunt. Who is the cat, uh, 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 the guy who wrote um, Sexual Perversion in Chicago? Mamet, David Mamet. Jiu-Jitsu head, got a copy of the book. People are telling me. I got to send him another one. So the issue is, could I, could they lure me into a situation where like Clyburn, I would take the money and not serve the constituents? Could they do that? Would they do that? Is that part of what they're doing? I'll tell you what I think is happening. Oh, this is news. Kid not tell you. Biden says he's open to a Republican running mate. Mm-hmm. Taking the money. Taking the money. Your constituency of one. <laughs> so, uh, um, so am I really unsell outable is that really what i am and i have to tell you at, at a discuss as a disgusting aside my day and the reason why the show is late putting together this nursery is it was a complete catastrophe i hauled a bunch of wood i took out the the the, the cat piss stained couch got rid of that Put in a bunch of mulch, put a bunch of bunch of soil, soil treatment. I've been running, I, I trained, ran all this in the course of a day. And I was like, my stomach feels kind of upset. Why don't I just drink the rema whole remainder of this bottle of X-Lax? I did do this. Because I'm a timing guy. This is when uh, I used to be a bad boy. And one of the other bad boys, I was like, don't even do this. Do not even embark on this road if you, you know what? Let me give you this little proviso. On time is right. Early is best and late never show up. Don't even bother. We'll do bad guy things. You show up early. So my day was meticulously timed. So I drank that stool softener that whole half bottle of stool softener with the expectation that I could drop the truck off by six o'clock and be back and do the show. U-Haul, the most horrible company in the world right now, decided to make my life easier by letting me check the truck back in by seven o'clock online. But it doesn't work. Moreover, I, I rented a handcart as well so I could move some of the plants around this place without ripping my back out. As well as the half a ton of, of soil and other stuff I put out. So they said, just leave it. I go, what if it gets stolen? They go, oh, I won't get stolen. I go, oh, it's in Redwood City. It's going to get stolen. So I don't know what to tell you. I want to put it inside the car, but it's going to make the car dirty. So where do I put the key? Well, no matter what, all roads had legion. And now I can feel the guts burbling. I can feel the guts burbling. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't fuck around with you guys. I toured the book tour of Europe, the fight book tour of Europe. And I had a huge drives, alone, huge drives. I remember some kids playing soccer in Brussels in the car. I was trying to get to the club, couldn't do it. Just popped up on the sidewalk, jumped out, did that. I got a piss dance and pissed all over the soccer field. Kids about, you know, well, they were young men. They were like, I don't know, 15-year-olds. Standing. I was like, hey, you know what? And this is Europe. You guys are much. And I was remember going through some hassle in Paris. Like, oh, I got to find the bathroom. I, what, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Got to find a bathroom in Paris? Paris is worse than San Francisco. You whip it out and let it fly.
but this is a little bit different. This is a number two. I'm not going to take you too far down this road, except to say it was necessary to start the show late, if you know what I mean. But I'm going to get online and I'm going to lambast you all. And I'm going to, I'm going to, well, we're not going to get into what I'm going to do, but you know. How much would it be, say, for example, if you had to reupholster the inside of my car? What do you think? How much would that be? I mean, just, just you know, just uh, theoretically. Theoretically. I mean, actual fact, you know, I, I didn't poop inside the car. Make that your meme. I did not poop inside the car this time. Made it to the bathroom. But I pretty clearly had to take a shower before the show. More than you wanted to know, isn't it? And this is why he's unsell-loudable. But I tell you why I think we got that promo. And I think what it was is when they came out with that, with that, you do realize like Joe Hogan, Hojo Gain, Rojo Gain, his show was an outlier. He was like, oh, he's talking about space aliens. He's talking about, and do you know, six degrees of separation. He had on Brian Green, the string theory guy, which I'm going to talk about a little bit as well. What's the one thing that connects Harvard professor, author of the string theory, worldwide quantum mechanics physicist genius, Brian Green and Joe Hogan, Rojo Rogan, Rogoje. What connects the two of them? Do you know? I'll give you one guess. Anybody? Bueller? Oh, my stomach is doing the thing again. What connects Hojo Gain, Joe Rogan, and Brian Green? Me. Brian Green is class of 1980 at Stuyvesant. Yeah, TRT, not even. <laughs> Used to be captain of my wrestling team, so he was a combat athlete. And I bet they never even got to that. I bet. Super journalist, commentator, whole joking, never get to the fact that Brian Green wrestled all four years of high school and ran cross country. Nor did Brian Green think to ask whole joking, said, hey, classmate of mine, Eugene, wrote a book about fighting. Have you read it? So I think that the reality of it is you know, they're doing a show on esoterica, smoking weed, the thing. And then it came out that Hojo Game makes $30 million on his show. You know, Mussolini, uh, Mussolini's supporters had a great saying back in his rise to power. And it was what we what what we wanted, we didn't know, and what we knew we didn't want. And that's how stuff happens. Every day, next week, every day, you'll have CEOs and presidents of media corporations and their staffs giving thumbs up and thumbs down on stuff that's happening that will filter into your life and be part of what you watch for the foreseeable future. Are they serving their constituents? No, they're not. Because they're not leading, they're following. Why? Because their jobs depend on it. Why? Because it's stockholder driven. And I, too, as a stockholder, want the value of my stocks to increase. Do not get weird with me. Just make it increase. Don't get fancy. That's right. Thelonious. Yep. Walter Becker, Richard Lloyd. Go ahead. Your your knowledge is deep. Ben Gazzara. Ben Gazzara was another one. Who was the guy? Angela's Ashes. He didn't go there and he was a teacher there who I had. Your wife. Oh, is she the class of 80? <laughs> that would make her old and you old as well. Or maybe you're young and you just dig old women like me, which is strange because my wife is 36, but you know what I mean. So, you know, uh, people are all excited about the iPhone. You know what this is? I want to tell you what it is outside of a cracked screen, Spider-Man phone. 
It's a Newton. That was the first version of it. Oh, yeah, 86. Yes, I was already gone. But what, she was in the old building still. If she's class of 86, she was still in the old building on 15th Street. So we do have a, a point. I think I don't I don't remember when they moved to the new fancy building, which I have no emotional connection to at all. But the time wasn't right. Remember that night you came down to my locker room, the Canelo fight? You said, kid, it wasn't your night. Not my night. You should have looked out for me, Charlie, just a little bit. I could have I could have been a somebody. I could have been a contender. I could have been Instead of a bum on a one-way train to Palookaville, which is, let's face it, Charlie, what I am. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, I never knew his wife. I just knew him as a teacher. So, 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 uh, uh, it wasn't, the time wasn't right. It wasn't, the, it wasn't the night for the Newton. And what happens? They wait a few years, they come out with the iPhone, it's driving crazy profits, coronavirus. And you say, Eugene, why are you not talking about the coronavirus? We do the conspiracy theory. Not conspiracy theory, conspiracy fact. I was supposed to go on tour at the end of March, early April. It doesn't have anything to do with the coronavirus. It's not happening. The French people that, that I was supposed to go on tour with, we had started a band called Low House, have been getting spicy with me because I canceled the tour. And... I've been making music since 1980, and I've canceled two tours. And they've both been within the last eight years. What else has been happening in the last eight years? Well, I've been working at Ozzy. And the people are getting spicy and, and talking a little fresh, being a little disrespectful, just a little bit, just a little disrespectful. I've done projects with Scott Kelly from Neurosis, with Harley Flanagan from the Chromat. I've done projects, and that project got killed. This is the speech. This is the business that we've chosen it's from Godfather Part Two. When, when I was offered a $20,000, 45-minute opening slot for Iggy Pop in Poland at the Off Festival, and Chuck Dukowski, bass player for the, for for, for black former bass player for Black Flag, and the bass player for Blackface, canceled the tour. Did I ask him why? I didn't. It's the business we've chosen. When I explained it in a very personal email to the French guys in Low House, they took that personal email and they blasted it. I said, what are you going to do for me if I lose my job? And then the, the women, the two women in the band, they were like, right, it'd be beautiful. And, and, and my wife wrote back, because she's in the band as well, and said, outside of the name change, you guys ha have, should have a show. you got shows anyway. You've been pushing this as Putan Club, your band. You don't we need Lohas. You don't you don't need us. You don't need uh, Mr. Larry, Mr. Siegel, Mr. Siegel, Mr. Larry. You don't need us. I'm not a ladder puller. I make my friends money. But these fucking slicksters who are trying to profiteer off of my involvement, not a single picture of anybody else in the band in the posters. You could tour without me, but you're tired of playing in front of eight people on a Thursday night. You played it completely wrong. How should you play it? Play it without playing it. The art of fighting without fighting. Unselloutable. Access. What the hell, it's the raccoons. Go on, bid it! Oh, the raccoons, they, 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 just, they, they look at me like, what? Like what? Yeah, I'm eating your food. What? Oh, you're not going to eat it. Don't be a selfish prick. This is the raccoons. The deaf cat sees the raccoons, and he's, he's my raccoon alarm. But I, I tell you the story about the poop in the pants because I want to explain why my face is ashen because I just rushed from the shower to do the show. Oh, my wife is very brave. 
she's running out in, 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 to, on the deck with it, dressed in nothing but towels, and she's gonna fight for raccoons. Yeah, she she, she thinks she's gonna cuddle them, like that guy who tried to fuck a raccoon and died. Did I tell you that? The raccoon bit his unit off, and the guy bled out. That was the most fantastic cock block of all time. These military folks were getting drunk, two guys and a woman. They get back to their campsite. They're like, yeah, one guy is like, yeah, we're going to have a, one of those movie things. We're going to have a threesome, a guy-girl guy threesome, my personal thing. It's like being in a movie and watching a movie, as long as the other dude's not trying to do a sneak run. But I, I discovered at jujitsu, a lot of these cats are not into that. They're like, oh, you got to. I said, what are you? These You're like one of those guys who likes lesbian porn. What? But, you know, or one of these guys who, I, I was at the urinal talking, some guy screams at me, don't talk to What's the problem? What's the, you got a problem. You might be one of those cats who's married to your job. Otherwise, what's the problem? He's over there. I'm over here. Everybody's happy. I don't, I don't know how I got down that road. Yeah, I mean, unsellable. Access Ariel, he's got a wife. When he was crying on the thing, he's got a, he's got a wife. He's got the kids. He's got and he's got access and he's got great stories. But at this point now, nobody watches him without understanding that he's an apparatchik. Very few, maybe the casual fans. But $30 million for Hojo gain, there might be some method to that madness. This show does not make $30 million, FYI. But like Dr. Gene Scott once said, as sampled by Cabaret Voltaire, I am the last truly free voice in America. What are they gonna what are they gonna give me? What are they gonna give me that they can then deny me in order to bring me to heal? Smart Money says it is better to create the illusion of, of unbiased media. It is better to let him do what he does. You're right. It is better to let him do what he does. And we can, like a sampling tray, like a tapas restaurant, we can, we can pick and choose. We don't have to put the guy on. We don't have to have him on every show. We don't have to give him access to all of our folks. He's going to do it anyway. I've written about Benil Dariush. I've written about a guy that they cut that's coming up this week. Follow me on at Eugene S. Robinson on Twitter. I'll tweet it out. I'm keeping it secret who it is, but it's one of the rising stars. I dig this guy. You'll be shocked and happy. Kane Velasquez, Johnny Boney Joni. I'm doing the pieces anyway. Why not sample him? Why not bring the guy in from out of the cold? With no expectation that he's going to change. If you go back to good, the bad, the ugly, I like big fat men like you when they fall and make a loud noise. They torture Tuco. Angel Eyes tortures him to get the name uh, uh, on the, uh, uh, to get the name of the graveyard. And then he brings Blondie in. And he goes, you're not going to give me the same treatment? And Angel Eyes, smoking a pipe, looks at him and says, would you have talked? And he goes, probably not. Probably not. Switch me with Access Aerial. Now, I'm not saying I'm not political. What I know versus what I tell you I know Sometimes very different. Why? Well, there are certain things I don't do. I'm not a morals brigade. You know, a guy wants to have two or three girlfriends in addition to his wife. You know, none of my business. A guy is bicutrious. None of my business. If you don't remember the bicutrious thing versus bicurious, 
it, it comes from an older show. Somebody will have to explain to you in the comments because I don't have, I'm running out of time now. A guy is is getting high. Well, you know, not really kind of my business and not my business if it doesn't interfere with the business of the business. So in actual fact, when you look at all the stuff that I know, the rumors, the innuendos, the hearsay that I hold back, when you listen to all that stuff that I hold back, I know you say, oh, you could only imagine. Yeah, for those of you who have hung out with me, Brian San Diego, how many of you have actually hung out with me in real life? Uh, Brian San Diego. Who are the cats in Chicago the night that Cain uh, uh, Velasquez beat uh, uh, the big blonde cat? Uh, uh, Lesnar. Exactly. That's what they told. Uh, that's what Sammy DeBull Gravano, his biggest beef with Gotti was like, what, like, are the germ song, what we do is secret. It's a secret society. I mean, it's a secret society. You're not supposed to, you know, to talk about this stuff. And certainly not appearing on Time Magazine talking about it. I, we, this show is seasoning. And like I've maintained since the beginning of Knuckle Up, if this seasoning, if your meal is not part of this seasoning, your dish is fundamentally shit. You ever hear the word cloying? I remember the first time somebody defined the word cloying for me. C-L-O-Y-I-N-G. It was in high school. And the guy said, he couldn't really come up with a definition. He goes, well, you know, if you if you take a spoonful of sugar and you would eat it. And yeah, I go, yeah. And then you would eat a second one and a third one. Yeah. You know how you'd feel after the third one? I go, yeah. That's cloying. That's sickly. It's just too much. And I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. 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 Cloying. Interesting. Interesting. Cloying. Okay. This is seasoning. Without without me, without us, without this show, you got people who are just like the song by Madness says. They have that line that I love, that band Madness. I suggest you take what's given you, even if it doesn't agree with you. That's what we are. Spice, the onions, the garlic, the flavor disruptor, so it doesn't cloy. And the further you find yourself away from a show like this, the less likely you are to develop what? A good sport. And I have to say, I think MMA going the way of baseball is a wrong way to go. You want to, I don't know how to pronounce this word, actually. I just I just realized I don't know how to pronounce it. I, I've written it. Let's let's we we can go to the internet. Uh, I know the actually, yeah. inveigle to entice, lure, or ensnare by flattery. Inveigle. I had never known that's so the way you pronounce it. Inveigle. Maybe I should use the pronunciation key. Here we go. Inveigle. Inveigle. That's what she says. Inveigle. You got to inveigle your way into, you know, into, um, into the presentation, right? Like, like, like baseball. You got so many games. You got to inveigle your way into the fabric of people's lives until suddenly they realize I'm a baseball fan. But even you have to be the psychotic kind of Asperger's baseball fan to pay attention to all the games. You're not supposed to pay attention to all the games. You're supposed to pay attention to an average number of games. That is wrong for combat sports. It's fine for a, for a team sport, but for combat sports, no, no. Just this fight this past weekend, I had two cares in the fight. Figueredo and, and Benavides was one, and I don't even remember who the other one. That was two. I got all my fights right, but that was two. 
was that a successful night of fights? I don't think so. Have they inveigled the, the UFC as a presence, a sporting presence in my life? No, I've done the exact opposite. So it's playing with a dynamic. And somebody there was smart enough to have figured that out and to give me a 1.7 second clip on their promo. Despite the fact that it was, it was, it was mis, not, it wasn't a misquote. I mean, that they got a clip is what I said, but not what I meant. I mean, like that other prick who I blocked at this point is like, you know, take it, take it. He's doing it like, like a kidnapping note, taking sections of the show and editing it together and then sending it to people like Chris Weidman. It's like, bro. Bro, well, you do whatever you want. I like Chris Weidman now. It took me it did, it took me six months probably. And if I were Chris Weidman, I would keep doing just what he's doing. I just keep switching weight classes, whatever. Or as long somebody told me you want to make money in the music industry, here's what you do. Sorry. Here's what you do. Yeah. They can tell you about the poop in the pants and U-Haul. That's another time. You want to make money in the music industry? You get $100,000. The guy, Steve Albini, is telling me the story. I go, okay. He goes, eventually somebody from the record label will come and say, hey, you going to give us those songs? For go, oh, yeah. Okay. I need more money. Okay, well, how much do you need? As I know, I know $100,000. And they'll give you $100,000. All right? Cool. Another $100,000. And then, in three months, they're going to come and say, hey, where's that record? And you go, hey, I'm telling you I need more money. And that, my friend, is how you make money in the music industry. With no intention of ever recording a record, but you know, uh, uh, demanding unearned earned rewards, that is how you do it. Does that sound familiar? Is that what was happening in South Carolina? Do you think that Pete Buttigieg? Do you think that Pete Buttigieg decided to drop out on his own, or do you think his Wall Street minders, the grifters, the banking grifters, told him, "No, no, no, no." You're stealing away from Joe. He's back. You're out. He's fucking in. You're fucking out. I think that's what happened. There's some people who are always for sale. I am always for sale. Yeah, he does. But I am, I am selling something very specific freedom generally like himmler said anytime somebody starts talking about stuff like that to paraphrase him you probably want to start reaching for your pistol but i remember thinking about something and i, I oh i've been watching i finally broke down and the wife and i we started to watch breaking bad And, you know, as it happens, you know, you see people relating, you make it back to your own life. I go, you know, that would be a very short series if I was in the series. A very, a very, a very, yeah, maybe not. And he's a young enough guy where he's, he's he'll, live a, he'll run away to live and play another day. But you know, none of that stuff, because I don't get exercise like that. arguments. When's the last time I had an argument with somebody? I, I get irked plenty. But the kind of arguments they have there, I feel passionately about plenty. But we're running a race. And I can't stop to argue with you about some fucking shit. Can't do it. Won't do it. Won't do it. Okay. I hear you as I pull away. I think they did a good job of making crystal meth 
not very glamorous. <laughs> Is that a necessary prerequisite for recreational drugs that they'd be glad? I have to tell you, that was a big part of Studio 54 appeal. And it wasn't, wasn't it cute? Did you see Zane Simon's tweet? He's like, oh, in the day, you mean in the days before, days before VCRs, people would have parties, like high class parties, and they would sit and they would watch porn. And I said, it's true. If you follow us on Twitter, I go, it's, that's what did happen. But naturally, I didn't go dark on it as I was going to and say, what do you think those Son of Sam killings were about? Oh, Eugene, you always do that to us. Save it for next week. I'll bring it up on next week's show if you remind me. Unfortunately, next week's show is going to be like 98% about fighting because we have Israel Adesanya, who made it on a crime faces, incidentally. I like, I like seeing him there. And Yoel Romero, soldier of God. So uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about on the show. There, I think I had five or six cares on that card for next Saturday. So next Sunday, we'll talk about MMA. But I will talk about that thing that I told you to remind me about, if you remind me about the thing I told you to remind me about, because I've already forgotten what it was. That's the show. I'm going to put some lotion on my face. Practice some ramenomics, have, have some ramen noodles. Uh... Who do, uh, I, I picked Israel. If you get tomorrow, care don't care comes out, which is what I was just about to say. You'll get my picks. You 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 got you'll get my picks there. But the reality was, I'm going to go Joseph Conrad on this. I'm going to go Hearts of Darkness, Apocalypse Now. He is Romero is a perfect patsy. He doesn't mind if he loses. He fights an exciting fight. He's always entertaining. The guy's a classic. Everybody walks away happy. And if you don't think, you know, if, if, if you don't think that everybody benefits if Israel wins, then you're crazy. Eugene, are you talking about them throwing the fight? I'm not talking about him throwing the fight. I'm not talking about, but well, Yoel does strange things. You know, sometimes he comes alive. Sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he fights a pride fight like he thinks he's got five rounds to go. Sometimes he doesn't. He, but no matter what he does, always pretty entertaining. This is done specifically to set fear in the heart of grapplers if he can beat him. I'm not saying money's going to change, Shannon, if there's a thumb on the scale. But nobody wants to see a 40-year-old plus Yoel Romero, except for me and maybe a lot of you, beat the hype train of Israel. Nobody wants to see this. Why? Well, my theory, and Steph shot it down, was that or John Nash shot down, is that uh, uh, <laughs> that in three years, nobody wants to see the fight with Johnny Boney Joni not happen. And Steph said sagely, you won't have to wait three years for that fight. That's coming. Sooner than three years. Maybe 18 months. All right, I'm there. Anyway, this is V103. I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. I forgot what I told you to tell me to remember. It's okay. The sex column is already up. I tweeted it out today. I got two interesting pieces going this week. Somehow they decide that I should be a transgender expert. So I'm writing a, a transgender two, true story tomorrow. I don't know what it what it is. I'm supposed to check the email. I, I don't know what it is, but I guess I got to write it tomorrow. So I will. I don't know how they looked into my past to figure out that I had a transgender two story, but I guess on the entire staff, if somebody had to have a transgender two story, it would be me. And I actually do have one. I mean, it's not like, oh, crying game where I got tricked, but I had a friend who went through the surgery and then saw her on the street and she's like, I got to move out. Why? Well, after 10 years of having the same roommate, gets a surgery, comes back and the guy's like, hey, you know. Now that you got a vagina, yeah, I gotta go. She had to move out, so that's that's that. that yeah, it's a deaf cat. So that so that that will be my transition. That's coming out this week. Wednesday is True Stories Week on Ozzy.com, Ozy.com. Good news is I got green light for the second season of Ozzy Confidential, of which I got I got four pieces already booked in the, in the hole, already recorded. You follow me on Twitter at Eugenius Robinson. The stuff comes to you. Uh, Mr. Sleep, the number three on Instagram. But I got to see into your world before I let you see a mine because spies. 
But it is. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm excited. I'm glad they used us in the clip. That's cool. But I still got to ask those tri-level questions. And I think we've kind of answered them. I don't think it came from up here. I think it came from down here. But it got signed up here. Why? Well, you don't know. This could be a $30 million sensation. The best part about that, this becoming a $30 million sensation is because you guys would be like on the inner circle, like in the know. <laughs> like I could do, I could break that fourth wall when somebody says something and I could just go and you would go, oh my God, this is that gangbang story from the hotel on Van Ness side. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, Kennedy, that guy, that guy. Knucklehead. Anyway, V103. I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Watch uh, Care Don't Care. It's Monday noon. It happens. Uh, Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. We got uh, 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 If the Shoes Fit. I got a couple articles this week. I'll just tweet them out through Twitter or Mr. Sleep 3, but that's personal for the family. I got to be looking to your world to make sure you're not a spy or a lunatic. Otherwise, I got nothing else to say. Well, that's not true. I could go on for another three hours, but I, I, I'm, well, we're going to eat some ramen noodles and then watch Breaking Bad, me and my wife. My wife now who looks very pregnant. It's great. And it's actually very funny and cool. Anyway, I'll see you soon. Look what you made me do! Hey!